morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, and the CEO of Collecti Labs is joining us, so I'm very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how China is responsible for a low-cap layer one blockchain pumping over 150% in the last seven days, as VeChain has partnered with BMW and other car companies to create a solution for carbon emissions. Ripple released its Q4 earnings report last night, showing the world XRP adoption is greater than ever as a new survey reveals that 82% of American millionaires see potential investing in crypto. Chainlink is revolutionizing NFTs, now allowing images to change over time. And as the world is becoming pessimistic around crypto, we share some positive details, showing our listeners how Twitter is ready for mainstream adoption. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, always happy to see your face on this Tuesday morning. And we got some breaking news out of Ripple as over 60% of payments are being ran through the XRPL. But before we get into that, how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Well, it's always great to see your beautiful faces as well. And to all the warrior maniacs out there, let me just say good morning to all the warriors. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys show up every single day. That is fantastic. And uh, great to see uh, we got the man, the myth, the legend himself, the collective CEO here. So happy to see you, Salman. How are you, buddy? Selman G, always happy to have you on the show, my friend. And we got an interesting update out of Chainlink yesterday showing that their NFTs are not able to change over time. So it's only a matter of time before we see that adoption on Ethereum and XRP as well. Before we dive into that, how you feel, my friend? Thank you for being here. Oh, man. Thank you so much. I mean, the news, as always, are juicy. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Um, before the show even started, I've, I've been reading through the comments, man. The comment section is still on fire every single day so i love that hit the like button i'm very excited for the show being here with johnny crypto and the best host in the world mr abs um super excited man thank you Salman. and we're gonna start the show off the same way we always do by showing you our good morning crypto twitter account that's at 3tgm crypto on twitter you get access to every single member of our team go smash that follow button we love talking to you the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in neutral this morning, Johnny Crypto, down nearly 10 points from yesterday from a 61 down to a 51. But let's check out some of the daily movers and maybe we can figure out why. Today on the total coin market cap, we've got Dogecoin up 7%. T is up 12%. IMX is 5% and DYDX is up almost 11% on the day. When we check out the total coin market cap, we are sitting at 1.05 trillion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is 18%. Bitcoin is sitting at 23,100, Ethereum 1600, Bitcoin, or sorry, XRP 40 cents, Cardano 39 cents, and one of our favorites, Quant Network, is $143. And Johnny, I think it's also worth mentioning that we've got Chainlink performing slightly positive during the bear market, sitting at $7 here. But before we get into our articles, is there any projects that caught your attention? We know we got a new Chinese token to show our listeners. Well, I was really excited when you showed DYDX. I mean, I don't know about, I don't know if you remember, but that's the one I was telling you about that I was dollar cost averaging in over the past two, three, four, five months when it was sitting in the $1 to $2 range. So I am super excited to see that that bad boy is kind of coming out, come out of that dollar zone and it found its bottom again, I think somewhere in this area, the two bucks. And I think that long run, 
I like that one a lot. So glad to see that that one's picking up momentum while we got a lot of ones in the red there. So uh, very, very interesting. I mean, we knew there was going to be a give back. We knew that there was a pump going on. I'm not surprised to see the fair and green index pull back 10 points. It makes sense um, because Bitcoin had been on a tier for a little bit there, Abs, and we knew it was going to cool off. And we know this isn't going to be, I don't think it's going to be a sustainable run, but will we pump to 30? Yeah, you know, I think we may still get that. We'll have to wait and see, but I'll defer to the technical expert down there below. Johnny Crypto, we got 188 live listeners joining us on this Tuesday. Show us some love, smash that like button, and check out this interesting update. Before we hear from Selman, I want to kick it back to you because this is some American-related news, Johnny Crypto. CNN has hit historic lows on viewership for the first time in nine years. And what I'm hoping is a lot of those viewers make their way over to Good Morning Crypto and change <laughs> the sentiment right now. I'm only kidding. But I'd like to get some of your thoughts. Why do you believe the mainstream media is taking such a hit? Do you believe this could be an impact from the C-19 crisis? And a lot of people, they don't trust CNN anymore. I mean, this has really started back in the Trump days when Trump came out and started calling all, all news fake news. And people started realizing, like, holy crap, he's right. It is fake news. And people started really catching on. And so they had been losing viewerships for quite some time. It's just continuing, continuing. And I think it's not just a combination. It's also a combination of the fact that people get their news, you know, off of I don't want to say our channel because now we're not, you know, the daily news like for 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 mainstream news. But I think people are looking for alternative sources. Abs. I think people are going to other channels. I think they're going to other websites. I think they're they're getting it from all different areas. So it's not surprising to see some of that drop down. I'll be honest with you. I turned the news off a few years ago, and life has been fantastic. I don't even know what's going on anymore. It was like, oh, Johnny, you know that? I didn't know that poor kid. Johnny, you turned the news off, but you couldn't mute your phone, huh, my friend? Yeah, that's a hard, you know, there's, there's a very big difference there, <laughs> fortunately. I don't only tease you, Johnny, but I did want to get your opinion on this clip we showed our listeners yesterday. This is a fascinating clip in some, and we are coming to you first here as there was some truth exposed behind Gary Gensler and him working with Elizabeth Warren. We're going to let this 30-second clip play and go back to the group here. Here we go. We're report tonight about how Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and her office coordinated testimony with the Security and Exchange Commission ahead of a Senate hearing. The Heritage Foundation Oversight Project, of which I'm associated, through a FOIA request, obtained emails from Warren's office to the office of Chairman Gary Gensler two days before his Senate testimony back in September of 2021. The email from Warren's economic policy advisor includes a list of questions. Get this, a list of questions that Senator Warren planned to ask, along with suggested answers for the chairman of the SEC. The advisor also wrote, quote, let me know if you're okay with the questions as currently written. Two days later, she sent a follow-up, quote, let me know if it's looking like the chair has any issue with the framing of the questions. Definitely don't want to put him in a tough spot, end quote. Wouldn't want to put Gary Gensler in a tough spot, Selman G. We went to Johnny Crypto first yesterday on this topic, but I wanted to get your thoughts. We always talk about how all the world's a stage, and we found an interesting graphic last night. I'm going to show our listeners this. Check out the adoption curve and where we currently are right now. Only 5%, and this is from the mainstream news, they're claiming that 5% of global people are invested in cryptocurrency in some way, shape, or form. That puts you just above an innovator in the first phase of an early adopter. And one of the things that stick out to me, 
on this graph is the divergence we have between the early majority and the market share. So anybody who's willing to be patient in this market, Elizabeth Warren, Gary Gensler, they all know what's coming. But uh, Selman, I'd like to get some thoughts from you. How do you feel about Gary Gensler and Elizabeth Warren exchanging questions as well as answers before speaking in front of Congress? You were spot on. The world is staged, right? Um, and, you know, even on YouTube, you see that uh, many times where, like, you hand out, you, you clearly see that the questions were handed out and um, you you basically ask, hey, if there's anything, please let us know. But, like, the, the good YouTubers out there, literally, um, they they just ask questions and, and, and also cover the questions here in the comments, for example. And that is powerful. And the same goes with, I mean, think like zoom out, look at the macro, the government. If the government is pretty much doing that, I'm wondering how they uh, reveal the emails. Like, how does that happen? Uh, even that, like, I wouldn't use email then uh, if, if it was that easy to, to be revealed to the outside world, right? If that was like a, you know, uh, not a strategic move. Um, but in general, uh, when you see it's pretty much staged, then I'm asking myself, you know, we have these connections with Gary Gensler to FTX, this and that. So um, pretty much they know what's coming, yes. And then I would, as a U.S. citizen, for example, in, in your shoes, I would be asking myself, like, um, they know what's coming. Are they manipulating the markets right now so that they have still got a lot of time to, you know, um, build the infrastructure or invest in the infrastructure, infrastructure themselves first before the masses wake up? Right. Or they, they want to make sure the infrastructure is ready so that they can control everything um, the best way possible. So these are the questions that come up and everybody here in the comments. Um, I would love to know uh, what you guys think about this. And uh, it's it's clearly manipulative. And uh, they're not asking the tough questions, even the ones that are, um, you know, invested in crypto us. We want to know if Gary Gensler is capable to like run this uh, position and um, capable of really separating the, the bad apples from the good ones. And clearly it doesn't look like that. It's all staged. Johnny Crypto, we've heard Gary Gensler state it before. Everything besides Bitcoin and Ethereum is currently considered a security. So just to close us out on that topic, what do you think about Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler exchanging questions and answers before speaking in front of Congress, as well as the fact that he stated Bitcoin is already considered not a security because of its decentralized adoption? Well, as I've been saying at this show, you've been watching WWE and everything in life. This perfect proof of political theory. The only thing that gets it better is when Gary actually writes the questions and the answers himself and just hands it to Congress. It says, here, read this to me. I'm sure that's the next step. We're only one step away. It's sad, boys, that at the end of the day, yeah, you were just wasting your time if you pay attention to any of that stuff because as you just saw, it's completely scripted. You might as well just go watch a good movie. <laughs> At least you get to watch characters that you actually like. Great point, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to roll into some positive news for our listeners here as Elon Musk wants Twitter payment system to be built with crypto adoption in mind. And what's exciting about this news is Elon Musk has already been a crypto advocate for several years, but he's been focused on Dogecoin. Now we're going to see smart contract adoption in the future. And I think Elon Musk is well aware of that. So Elon Musk has reportedly instructed his developers to build a platform's payment system in such a way that crypto functionality can be added in the future. The Financial Times reported said that payments to the feature will first support fiat payments, but soon it will be built to accommodate cryptocurrencies should that opportunity rise. Twitter is slowly becoming an everything app, uh, Elon Musk said, 
And buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything application that will compete with Chinese WeChat. Johnny Crypto, I got to go to you here, my friend. Elon Musk obviously understands cryptocurrencies, but why is he playing as if he doesn't know that mainstream adoption is just around the corner? We've got Twitter set up to integrate crypto. Do you believe we could see that in 2023? Oh, there's no question. Listen, he's probably used WeChat forever and said, holy crap, I need to create this in the U.S. And that's what he's creating. He's creating WeChat here in the U.S. where, like you said, it's going to do everything. And I hope that if he's going to create X for everything, that he better goddamn have XRP as part of the process of his payment system in there. And I'm not saying he is or isn't. I don't know what the hell he's going to do. But there's no question about it that he absolutely knows adoption is coming. He will have it ready. I mean, you know, there's the diamond platform I told you about that I'm also using another. It's like another social media trade. So literally the exact direct competitor to Twitter. And there's not that many people on it yet. But the reality is it's awesome because you own your own content. People people when people respond, they can actually pay you in diamonds, which you actually get crypto, you know, for your content creation. It's really cool. And you you own it all. It's not like here where Twitter owns everything you do. So it's very, very fascinating abs. And I think. I, I wonder if a guy like Elon sees the threat that's coming. He realizes that everybody's going to have that decentralization or there will be competitors in the decentralization field. Um, and you get paid in crypto right now. So it's very, you get paid in DASO. So it's not surprising to me that he, you know, he, he's going to go this route. He has to, or someday, not today, but way down the future, Twitter will get its lunch eaten if it's not prepared to handle that kind of competition that's going to be coming um, in several years. A hundred percent, Johnny Crypto. And this article only affirms a lot of the things that you just stated. It actually referenced in December, images were leaked of Twitter coins, a secret development on a digital mm -hmm. asset to be used for payments, mm -hmm. tipping on the platform. With many hopeful that crypto would be involved in some way, it's proven that's not going to be the case as there's been no blockchain or crypto statements from the company but the engineers are preparing for crypto adoption. Twitter has also begun an application process for a state-based regulatory license from the United States government that would allow it to introduce payments onto the platform. And when you talk about massive steps for the crypto industry, Twitter adopting payments and allowing the mainstream to come in and get utility for their tokens, that would be something that moves the masses. And someone, I want to get your opinion here. How do you feel about Elon Musk indirectly promoting crypto and the fact that the engineers are getting ready for mass adoption? Bro, this is a this is huge news because imagine um, Twitter is going to accumulate so much dollars for just like Facebook wanted to do with the uh, with their own economy in the past, right? With a Libra coin, imagine everybody's going to use cryptocurrencies at some point on their platform, so people will actually maybe convert their dollars to uh, the cryptocurrencies. So Twitter is going to be that kind of like the main thread that. Uh, maybe Facebook was for the government. So it's going to like collect a lot of dollars and then it, people are slowly going to lose the, the idea of the dollar, right? People will start using digital currency. So a whole new narrative is being born. So it's, it's going to be different, especially the youth, right? Um, younger kids, uh, they, they are, you know, immediately um, like, experiencing social media at an early age and so it's going to be a threat maybe but the best part is they know about digital currencies or like at an early stage and and uh, adapt it really quickly for them it's like a very like normal and uh at some point the the real idea of the concept of the dollar is gonna in my opinion fade away or stay stand back a little bit in the forefront it's going to be digital currencies like xrp maybe i feel like they're not going to 
I don't know, of course, if they want to introduce their own currency at some point, but I would be like uh, sell shovels instead of, you know, um, going for the gold as well. So instead of creating their own blockchain, what they could do is offer just variety of uh, cryptocurrencies and then get a fee of that. And so, and you know, billions of people will use Twitter at some point and uh, content creators will definitely come and uh, fantastic opportunity for everyone, not just in the US, but like imagine poor countries in Africa and some people that really create real value, they are getting going to get paid way easier um, and with less friction. So I, I really think uh, Twitter is up to something big. I completely agree with you, Selman. And we've got more validation here as BlockWorks just released a report of all the companies that are entering the Web3 space. We've got some of the largest companies on the planet. FIFA, Lacoste, Tiffany, Vogue, Nike, Puma, Coca-Cola, every company you can think of that's advertised in America. Well, they're pretty much on this list. And Johnny Crypto, one of the most important details I found within this article was the fact that Twitter is believed to integrate payments by the end of this year. In November, Twitter Payments LLC registered with the United States Treasury's Department, which would allow it to process payments. The company said that the U.S. licensing process will be completed within a year. And even if it's just fiat to begin with, I think this is the first step in a blockchain and crypto adoption or maybe even just Twitter tokens, Johnny. So just to close us out here, how do you feel that we're getting validation by the end of the year? Twitter will have payments. Uh, mute button, Roto. The government muted it. All weird over here. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we just said. It's going to be coming. There's no reason why. I don't care whether it comes this year or next year. For me personally, it doesn't matter whether I pay in cash or crypto. It's not a big deal. But I think in the long run, the fact that they're going to have the ability to accept it and, and pay with it. Again, he's just positioning the company in the right position long term. Now, the question is, you know, you've got Apple Pay, you've got PayPal. I wonder if we're going to have Twitter Pay or whatever he's going to call it, X Pay or who knows what he's going to call it. Um, you know, it's just another revenue stream for him and it's positioning the company in the right place. And so at the end of the day, you know, Elon's an innovator and that's what he's going to do. Guys, we got 258 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. I'm excited to show our listeners about this next token because this, this is a low cap token that is being adopted in China. And this is one of the first channels. We are probably one of the first channels to cover this token show. Shout out to Johnny Crypto. You're on top of this, my man. Layer one blockchain explodes 150% as Chinese social media giant integrates it into their platform. This new token, Conflux token, was trading at about $0.05 cents at the time of this writing and is up over 150% from its 2023 opening price. CFX is currently the 250th ranked crypto asset on the planet, and the project's announcement has been made as it's integrated into Chinese Little Redbook, which is a Chinese social media and e-commerce platform that reportedly has over 200 million monthly active users. So, Johnny, what's so exciting about this update is users are going to be able to not only mint NFTs, but tokenize traditional assets through this blockchain and use them on this little red book e-commerce site. So as it's very small token, 250th ranked in market cap, I'll pull up the chart for our listeners. What do you think? And how do you feel about this Chinese adoption here? You know, again, it's always something when you hear about these new projects, you, 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 you want to first FOMO in, right? This is the number one thing you always want to FOMO in first. That's just the normal human reaction. And then after your FOMO, you realize like, oh crap, what did I do? If you look at the chart, yeah, um, and actually click on the uh, click on like the one week or the one month, you know, you'll see here. Yeah, look at that. You don't want to be in right there, right? I mean, it's already had its pump. I think it did a two or three x, and so 
you know, you can you can get in and be somebody's liquidity, or at this point in time, you just kind of wait now. You put this on your radar, you watch it. The one thing I didn't like about this when I checked a little further into it, it doesn't have a max coin supply, and you know how how Dang. very stringent I am with the I like seeing a max coin supply because if it doesn't, it just means it can continue to create more coins, dump on it, and it's no different than the US dollar, right? You can you can inflate it and drop the value down. So for me. You know, when I see that, I don't get too excited about things like this. But, will I, you know, will I put some in my bags if it drops back down to normal? Maybe. I'll, you know, I'll continue to keep an eye on something like this. But, again, the max coin supply is kind of hurts me. But, you know, they got, listen, having ties into the right places, 200 million users. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's anybody's guess where it can go. It's one of those you have to decide for yourself if you want to put that in your horses, you know, as if you want that as one of your horses or not. It is very interesting. When in doubt, zoom out, Johnny Crypto. And as you can tell, this project in particular has taken a massive hit during the bear market, reaching mm -hmm. all-time highs of over $1.50. I'm sure the price was more less diluted because, like you said, there's an infinite market cap with the tokens. Mm -hmm. They're probably just dumping tokens onto the open market. That way, people mm -hmm. can profit. Johnny Crypto, please mute your phone as we go into our next article. We've got some interesting updates for our listeners. As 82% of millionaires are seeking advice on crypto as Bitcoin is currently soaring. But Selman, I did want to get your thoughts actually on this video we've got prepared for our listeners here. One of the things that everyone's been talking about is the FOMC meeting this week and how the Fed is currently in a position to pivot. Now, if I can find this video for our listeners here, we're going to show you something really interesting about how previously in the past, the Fed has been very, um, very quick to change their sentiment on interest rates. And here's another prime example. So we're going to let the short clip play and go to Selman here. Here we go. Uh, that question... Look, look at the Chicago and the probabilities for the next meeting. Let's worry about Wednesday. Wednesday, it looks like there's virtually, you know, 98.4% probability priced into the market. Damn. You have a 25% basis. So, so that's, 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 I think, what's going to happen Wednesday. And they'll continue on this track. But to answer your question, there could be a sharp pivot. And the, and the sharp mm. pivot come from a liquidity crunch if we have a liquidity crunch which we've had before by the way when the markets really bound up uh remember the famous repo fiasco we yeah. had a few years back the fed pivoted all, almost within 24 hours so if you want to look for a fast pivot the leading indicator will be the the markets going into some kind of liquidity crunch and that's something Coach JV has been talking about for several weeks, Selman. And one of the things we showed our listeners yesterday is the debt clock is doing things it's never done before. We've got Bank of America went down last week claiming there was some sort of a banking error. Transactions were showing zero across the board. So there's all this turbulence. And now we've got somebody doing an analysis on the FOMC meeting. And they're stating that the Fed is going to pivot because there could be a liquidity crunch. I'd like to get some thoughts from you. Do you believe we'll see the Fed pivot? And what could that mean for the crypto markets? Uh, mute button, Salman. Hey, uh, <laughs> this time it's me. Um, so we're still doing research on that because um, the whole market thinks, the like majority of people think it's going to be 25 basis points. So all of a sudden, you know, there is going to be positivity. And uh, the language that Jerome Powell tomorrow, uh, you know, uses is going to be important. Um, and everybody's going for 25 basis points. That would be a huge like bullish update because we know even though they go for uh, for another rate hike, we know that the pivot, uh, the Fed pivot uh, pivoting is, is not far away. It's It could be the next one. 
for example, right? Anytime soon, they see that inflation is decreasing. So that is a bullish news. But right now where markets already pumped a little bit um, and, and they still see a threat in the markets and we don't really know, they don't uh, share it with us, but it kind of looks like um, there is like that delayed effect of uh, what has happened last year. Uh, that recession might really start happening after Q1. So it could be like Q2 or so. Uh, it's going to be a de the delayed effect of it. And so what if they still want to like push it down? Uh, so the prices uh, of assets down uh, one more time. So they go for another rate hike and everybody's like, what the hell is going on here? But, you know, doing like that, even though the majority of people think it's going to be 25 basis points, that would be a huge, like, I would say, a trust uh, being broken. And so I I doubt that. I feel like 25 could be it. But again, we, we don't really know. I'm still looking for answers, to be honest, because, uh, yes, what happened the last few weeks is is not normal. Like, um, there must be some kind of a liquidity crunch or something else, but it, it, we will find out. Um, but one thing for sure, um, tomorrow... Like this week is going to be a very volatile week, but tomorrow we're going to find out more about uh, the next uh, step uh, and the next few weeks and months, what we can expect uh, in the markets. If they go for 25, um, then yeah, for the next couple of weeks and months, we could see a rally coming. Um, and S&P, for example, is already looking very bullish. It wants to break that falling trend. Yesterday, we've seen the SPY dropped again below the falling trend, but tomorrow is going to be key. If we can break or when we can break that falling trend, Bitcoin is going to uh, um, like digest that, take that, right? And then it, it will reflect on all cryptocurrencies. And then we see another pump and maybe 28, 29, and maybe even 33K is possible for uh, Bitcoin. We'll see. We will see Selman G and we got 274 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. We've got a great update from the Twitter, sorry, from the Ripple report yesterday as Ripple released their Q4 earnings report and 60% of payments transacted on RippleNet were ran through the XRPL. Now, what's so exciting about this is Brad Garlinghouse did an interview at Davos where he stated that 50% up to or over that number are being completed in XRP. Now we've got the validation and the proof here. As in 2022, approximately 60% of the on-demand liquidity payments were completed using the XRP token. So Johnny, a lot of questions arise when I see the statistic. Number one would be, does that mean it's not going to lead to a pump when we get adoption? We're having 60% of payments completed using the XRPL and we're currently sitting at 40 cents. Why do you believe the token hasn't risen? We'll dive into the details of the article. I don't think people understand how ripple works or xrp ripple networks and i think people are just tying the volume or transactions of the money you know says here 30 billion worth of volume and they draw and they tie that to the actual price of the coin and that's really not if we start with a hundred dollars and i give you know a hundred dollars over to someone to his bank and then they give that money back to me and back and forth and we're transferring the same hundred or million dollars it's still the same amount of money it doesn't really drive the demand of it up the demand comes from people actually buying the actual coin and, and having some use case or, or, you know, holding on to it and driving it up. So they're two very different things. And I, I think people get them confused all the time. What you want to see is you want to continue to see the, the, the ripple net technology, the ODL technology being adopted. You want to continue to see XRP being used 
in multiple cases around the world more and more. So those companies have to buy and hold that XRP, and that's going to drive the overall volume up. So I don't. I, I think that you know, and when we're talking about thirty billion, it's peanuts. It's nothing. This needs to get into the. We've seen. So I've seen people do math. We have to get into the trillions of money being used before you start to see XRP worth a few dollars. And and people don't get that, and that's why people haven't done their homework apps. Um, so they shouldn't panic. This is exactly what you want to see. We're in the very, you, you just put the chart up. We're in the very beginning and 2% people, you know, you have to give these things time, but this is the problem. Nobody's paid. There we go. Everybody's paid. Yeah. See the market share. See how that takes a very, very long time. Almost after peak adoption before you actually, yeah, it takes a while. So, but people are lazy. People are not lazy. I'm sorry. People are impatient. Well, they are lazy too. People are impatient and they don't want to wait for profit. They don't want to wait for it. I actually saw it. I just saw it actually today in a tweet. Somebody retweeted back to me and said, I'm tired of Ripple. I waited three years. I'm done with it. Uh, XRP. I'm selling it. I'm out. Okay. Bye-bye. Get out. See ya. You know, five years from now, you're going to regret it. But it's okay. I mean, people aren't patient for it. They just don't understand how it works. And that's the problem. Everybody wants to be make a quick buck, Abs. And those people, guess what? We'll probably never make a quick buck. Um, so Oh, go if ahead. I can add something to that, um, you know, we just covered the news article um, about the e-commerce store in China that adopts it and 200 million users will be able to use that cryptocurrency. Right. So what we need is everyone who's watching this right now, you already know about crypto. You already you know, you're a believer. And so for us it, in our paradigm, it feels like everybody already knows about Bitcoin and, and blockchain, Web3, NFTs. But in reality, Many people don't know anything. They heard of Bitcoin, but they don't care what it is. They don't even, you know, put the effort to learn about it. Right. It's so strange to them. Um, and so making it so convenient for them or without them even doing that extra effort, when you go to eBay.com, when you go to Amazon.com, like the, like the usual things you do, right? They're rituals. When you go to these platforms and you automatically see Bitcoin all the time, you see XRP, this and that. You kind of like you have no choice. You see that automatically. Um, even if you try to like force yourself not to see it, it's impossible. So what we need here in order to make use of the ODL technology and make sure that many people use XRP, XLM, etc. And not just to buy and huddle. I mean, like real utility using it to transfer uh, money. Right. Um what you need is these big institutions to adapt it and offer it to their clients and, and, and to normal retail uh, customers or consumers so that it's easier for us because education is the most expensive part here. And if big institutions like Facebook, maybe I'm, I'm talking about social media, for example, like Twitter, if they adapt, uh, adopt this technology um, it's going to be way more easier to adapt and um, you're going to see how massive amounts of money because retailers can really pump money. We know that they can, you know, they would start using it. So education is the hardest part to get someone, even with NFTs, to get a business that doesn't know anything about crypto. Ask them, hey, do you want to launch your NFT collection? That's the hardest part because that person doesn't even know what crypto is, what digital ownership means so education has to be way easier made way more convenient and if you see these e-commerce stores adapting that and making it uh, like um like shopify for example making it um like uh, possible for so many people uh to see that um that's huge so this is why i feel like uh, we should bring up uh, like talk about that topic as well 
and then 30 billions is peanuts uh johnny Kirk, i highly agree um i i feel like once the masses come trillions of dollars in daily transactions is going to be like the the common thing and Johnny, you're going to like this news as we got some positive news in regards to the Ripple versus SEC case. There's been a very similar lawsuit going on between library and the SEC. And here we have some positive news. So the SEC lawyers in the library case are conceded OTR that the secondary market sales of the library token do not constitute as a security. So let me put that in English. If library launches a token and gives it to Johnny Crypto and then Johnny Crypto sells it to me, that second sale is not considered a security under this new law. And I think that's pretty exciting. It could be optimistic news for our holders out there. Johnny, what are some of your thoughts before we show our listeners a video of John Deaton explaining why this, this is so important? Yeah, this is huge. Now, the question is, is that only in relation to library because of the settlement? Oh, yeah. This is a lawsuit specifically uh, in regards yeah. to library. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So just that token in particular, but it applies to the entire market, right? Because how are you going to say that library secondary sales don't apply, but then ripples do? So no, it doesn't. It won't apply if they made a special consignment or deal with them where they're saying, you know, for them. Because remember, whenever you make an agreement, one of these things, Abs, it goes by the, the facts of that situation. And we know that they actually lost and they paid a penalty and, and maybe that was the agreement. I don't know. I don't know the details of it. But if they're saying it's only for that one particular coin, then it's literally only going to be for library. Um, and Ripple won't be able to tie into that. But again, I'm not an attorney. So if Deaton has anything to say about it, let's hear it because he would know best. But I would like to I would like to believe that it would apply. But I don't know enough about the case details to, to know whether it does or doesn't. So, Johnny, when can we have Deaton here on the show? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? Let me reach out to him and see if we could get our man Deaton coach. Has how a about, to be honest, like, why don't we try something new? How about everyone watching this right now? Like, just tweet about it. Tag Deaton and say, when are you going to be on uh, Good Morning Crypto? Gonzo, I love, I mean, Gonzo, someone, I love that idea. That's a great idea. I, I think everybody, I just saw Gonzo in the chat. You guys should all do that. Everybody in the chat. 94 live listeners. Imagine. I love it. Yep. tweets. He, I love it. All you guys go out there right now. Tweet John Deaton and ask him when he's coming on the GMC show. And I will, I will do the same. I'll go and send him a DM and ask him to come on and see if we can get him. Awesome, guys. And we got 290 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out this latest update from John Deaton telling us why this library update is so important. Some interrogatories. That's what your judge was going to do. But then at the end of the hearing, library's attorney stood up and said, library may not be able to participate in giving any more discovery uh, because they can't afford attorney's fees, basically. So now we have an attorney there and we don't, we don't, we can't fill the interrogatories, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. Um, at the end of the day, if they file bankruptcy, if they dissolve the corporation, you know, the saying is you can't get blood out of a rock. That was actually quoted today in court as well by the judge. So we are big friends and fans of, uh, of that organization. I think that we're uh, very familiar with many people at the SEC, our friends at the SEC. And the SEC is tooled up now and very aware. Hearing, let's see if we can pop it up there. This is what I'm talking about. So uh, you see over there, that was uh, after the comments by the SEC. So 
Interesting market after. Interesting market after the comments from the SEC, Johnny. And I think that just exposes the details. The SEC is incentivized to allow certain projects to succeed. And we've identified some of those. Ethereum, Solana, and of course, Bitcoin. These are three of the currencies that when we talk about United States regulators, they are most willing to adopt. And now we actually have somebody bragging about how when the SEC talks about a crypto, you're going to get some bullish price action. So I'd like to get some of your thoughts about the update and then we'll continue with our articles. Well, I'm just wondering who wrote the script for that one. <laughs> That's what I'd like to know at the end of the day. And if we know that, it'd be nice to know which ones, which coin is written next into the script. I mean, we're never going to know, unfortunately, Abza, but it is, it, is, it is absolutely true that if the SEC gives blessing, we certainly can see the impact. We know that, what was it, Amazon got sued, Microsoft got sued, Tesla got sued by the SEC, all of them, and we all saw monster um exponential gains after those cases were settled and i believe that's what everybody's sitting and waiting for here for this whole ripple case to get settled so xrp can hopefully do the same thing and what's interesting johnny i want to remind our listeners of this back when tesla was sued by the sec in 2018 after the resolution of their lawsuit they had the most profitable 24-month period for a stock in the history of the United States. So I think it's a little bit of insight into what could happen if Ripple does get some sort of clarity from the SEC or even if they just get a free, like what I'm trying to understand is why the SEC isn't willing to work and adopt with Ripple. And the only answer that I have is they're not financially incentivized, but if the SEC and Ripple become working together and actually create a regulatory environment and a framework that's comfortable for crypto, I think we could see the sentiment change rapidly with the CFTC and the FTC, and we could see mainstream crypto adoption come very, very quickly in the United States. But someone, I wanted to have you close it out. What's it mean to you? Imagine, um, you know, can you guys imagine what happened? Uh, you know, if you guys watch the uh, Gary Gensler uh, tutorial, not tutorial, but like the class, right back in 2018, I guess, where he literally said, he said it himself, that the big players won't let you play. Um, they want, unless you give them a good share, right? A good uh, piece of that cake. And so they will sue you, et cetera. And literally now he is at, at that position and they're like, he is the boss. And he is uh, suing people. Um, so that is like literally a sign. Uh, they want to have a, like a piece of, of that uh, pie. And another thing is obviously all these big, uh, big, um, you know, companies, I would say also stocks, they literally pumped after that because you know that SEC is done with you. They're going to move on to the next victim. You're ready, right? There, No one's going to like, uh, bother you anymore it, it, you can grow and so i believe a lot of people right after that case uh, gets settled or whatever it will happen right but we hope for a positive outcome people will start investing in xrp and i'm, I'm speculating this is no financial advice but i'm thinking okay after that we know sec the sec case is done there is no one now um that we would think of that could you know um bully uh, ripple and so in that case i believe many people will invest and then you could see a great appreciation of of the currency and um yeah i think speculators will jump on that train as well and we in in the long run also in the next bull market i believe you know um finally when they see man ripple has won the case maybe um plus they really have these great partnerships and they are building nonstop for the last 10 years man, I'm going to invest in that. That's a solid company. And then you'll see how it, it outperforms the market. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. 
Thank you, Selman. We got 300 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out this latest update as Johnny Crypto was interviewed over the weekend and apparently he's still interested in crypto. So an important update we got is that over the last 12 months, a new survey came out that over 82% of clients between 1 million and 5 million in investable assets is looking to invest in cryptocurrency. In 2022, the crypto market delivered its worst performance since 2018, with Bitcoin falling about 75% during that year. The price drop came as exposures as investors reduced their exposure to risk on assets, including stocks and crypto, due to the heightened concerns of inflation and slowing economic growth. Now, what's pretty exciting is that over 82% of millionaires trying to get involved in this market were not deterred by the bear market. HNWs here were expressed in huge interest during 2022. As market conditions steadily improve, they think that these crypto millionaires are not going to be left on the sidelines and are looking to capitalize on the bull run coming in 2025. So Johnny Crypto, 82% of millionaires around the world are looking to invest in cryptocurrency, and it doesn't matter that Bitcoin's down 75% over the year. What does that mean to you about when the bull run comes back, what we could see from mainstream adoption? Well, it tells me this is why they are called smart money, right? The smart money knows you have to buy in the beer market. The smart money does not buy in the bull money, uh, in the bull market. The dumb money buys in the bull market, right? And so that's what continues to drive it up to the exponential levels to where you see these monstrous pumps and all the smart money is getting the hell out of Dodge because they got themselves an exit plan, right? And they know, hey, we got to get the hell out of this thing. And all the dumb money's buying it, thinking this thing's going up forever. And they don't realize that they are the last last line of defense before that thing drops like a rock. So that's going to happen again. And it's kind of encouraging to hear you say that you have a good chunk of money. And, and I, I don't mean encouraging that people are going to lose money. That's not what I'm saying. It's occurring to 82% of millionaires believe in this market. That tells me we're going to have another bull run. Because when they get their money in the market, they're going to do it. That, you know, the next stage is once they're in, then they'll then and only then do they start to turn the media sets on and all the, the chatter starts coming out. And then all the FOMO, all the FOMO news comes out to get people to FOMO in and drive it up. And that's what's going to happen. Now, if you're watching this show and you're smart and you're in the 3T Academy, join on the link below. You've learned how to play this game. You already know that you should be buying right now, not financial advice, not financial advisor. You're DCAing in right now when the 82% of the, of the millionaires are DCAing in. Exactly. So that when this thing pumps next year, you're not the knucklehead buying, you know, what, pick anything right now. What is $7 for chain link? You're not the knucklehead buying it at $30 or $80 when you think it's great and everybody's phone in. You're buying that son bitch right now at $7, right? So this is how the game is played. It's encouraging to me to see they're not going anywhere because that means this game will have another round to play. Selman, I'm interested to hear your take on this article, but what caught my attention is that it said, interesting. interestingly, this typically more conservative group were not deterred by the bear market and adverse market conditions. Instead, they were looking to either start including or increasing their exposure to cryptocurrency. Wealthy investors understand that digital currencies are a part of the future and they don't want to be left in the past, Selman. So this is really exciting. Some of the most bullish news we could give our listeners, but what does it mean to you that despite the bear market, millionaires are looking to leverage crypto at a higher rate? Now, um, one question that I'd like to ask is, do we know if these millionaires are going to invest the first time in uh, crypto or Probably, yes, right? Because uh, at- both. So one of them is, some of them are first-time investors and some of them are looking to increase what they already have in the market. But almost none of them are looking to get out of the market right now, interestingly enough. 
Fantastic. And I don't want to lie. It was JP Morgan, I guess, or Bank of America, but, uh, like a big bank actually reported just recently that the best gainer of 2023 so far is Bitcoin compared to all the other assets. That classes, was Goldman right? Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Okay. Uh, like, you know, a big institution, great report. And we obviously see that. Imagine if Bitcoin today, pretty much tonight uh, for Europeans uh, today, um, if Bitcoin can close above 24K, we are officially literally covering for all the losses since July. That is huge. Can you imagine that? That's can like you explain that one more time because that's so important for people to understand. So I'm going to explain that. Correct. So today is January 31st. So basically the monthly candle will close tonight at UTC time at midnight. And basically when we close above 24K, we're officially, the last time we've seen 24K was, you know, um, in August, but the monthly closing was actually in July. We've seen like uh, within the month of August, we've seen a nice pump, maybe a little bit above, but the closing was uh, in August was definitely below because we've seen a selling pressure. So since July, we haven't seen this level. So imagine if you bought back in July or August, um, you were literally um, sitting on a loss for almost five months, right? It's five, six months. So we, Bitcoin has pumped significantly high and that and covers pretty much like for all the losses right now. So it was a huge deal. It's It's a huge pump. And I respect this pump, even though I was hoping for 13,800 as like at least a bottom or something. It didn't happen, but I can't deny I want to respect this pump. This is a huge momentum shift, of course, also led by many short uh, squeezes, like many liquidations happened. So the, um, the tomorrow is going to be essential. If they pivot, this can continue. But I'm not saying a new bull market will start. But the early phase of the bull market is now happening, which is slow growth, right? It's going to happen. And then at some point, greed will kick in. And as Mark Yosko said, and Johnny, you brought it on, like you, you were spot on, um, you know, this, you know, the fact that millionaires want to jump right in, that shows us another bull market will happen. And Mark Yosko said, you got to ask yourself the question, um, what happened in the market, right? It was it just the market being inefficient or is utility or like the fundamentals dead? No, we know the fundamentals are still there and the cryptocurrency market is growing. Like the utility is growing. Um, Web3 is growing. So that means we were just euphoric. And at some point, obviously, the smart money is going to cash out. And now it's time again where things are, you know, something's brewing in the kitchen. And slowly you're going to see how um, smart money will invest while you as a retail investor maybe still like uh, sitting in, in um, a doubt. And then at some point when the bull market starts, you don't, you want to FOMO in. So this is why we want to follow the smart money. And if they want to like act now and slowly invest while price is just consolidating, that's the perfect time to invest. Johnny, I love this question here. It said, would the U.S. depend on a digital currency that China controls? I'm going to come in here and say, absolutely not. But the number one reason because if the China was to gain control over the U.S. dollar, what they would do is create a basket of currencies at the IMF or the World Economic Forum. They would never just give outright control to China because the U.S., that's why people go to war. We've got 294 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny Crypto, I'd love to get your comments here. As Bitcoin is set for its best January since 2013 and bets on the monetary tightening in crypto sector could enable pump for the crypto market. Now, what's important about this graph 
is that Bitcoin, regardless of what happens this January, is having the largest pump since the end of 2020. So we're finally getting some bullish momentum in this market. Why don't we get some brief comments and then we'll continue? Well, remember, it also had, <laughs> I think what I kept reading was also had the largest pullback since any of the actual bear markets. So it was kind of beat up pretty bad. And again, smart money. It knows if something's beat up really bad, it's buying on the red days. And so naturally, if the smart money is getting in, go go back to that chart for a second. Go go back. Go back for a second. Look, look, look at the chart right below 22. Look how bad it got beat up. Look at the chart. Look at the bar going down, how big it is. Right. So the further it goes down, the smart money knows most likely you're going to you're going to see it, you know, and, and you can actually see it every time. Look, abs, every time there's a large bar down, what happens a few months later? A bounce. Boom. But monster, monster bounces on the way up. And this was one of the largest downs. So no surprise here that the smart money is doubling, tripling, quadrupling its money. And, you know, it's going to it's getting out right now as we speak. We saw the fear and greed index hit 61 yesterday. That means most of the money is getting out right now. The smart money is getting out right now. Uh, and they've made their money. They've, they've doubled their bag. So the run is probably over or maybe there's one last leg in it, but we'll see. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And I've got a really cool video for our listeners here. Anybody who doesn't know what Bretton Woods was, this was a meeting that took place in 1973 where the United States decided to depeg the dollar from gold. Bretton Woods could happen again in the 2020s, except it could be centered around some of our favorite cryptocurrencies. So we're going to let this short clip play and go back to Selman. Here we go. Bretton Woods was just a freaking business deal. A bunch of people got in the room and said, we're going we're gonna to do this going forward. This has happened multiple times in history. And, and the, by the way, the other way that this gets resolved are through revolutions, riots, war. I, I, I like to think, notwithstanding what's going on in Ukraine, between Ukraine and Russia and the whole Eastern Europe thing, I think humanity has gotten to a level we don't need war anymore. Yeah. We, we can actually sit down at a table and negotiate and and have the you know the, the power of the pen be how these issues get resolved. And this is this is one way, probably not the way, but it is one way that you can see that, that, that this you know gets worked out. So and this is something I think the World Economic Forum stands much better than they actually perceive. Crypto is really about creating a world reserve currency and a world economy. And I think this man understands it. This person is talking about how there could be a potential for um, a bunch of governments coming together and creating a world reserve currency through an already existing crypto. And of course, we're talking about XRP here. So Selman, I'd like to get some brief comments before we close it out with some crypto news. What do you think about the potential of a new global restructuring? All of this turbulence going on today, could crypto be the solution? We know that... Um... It was a great promotion to two or three years ago, actually, saying the great reset, great reset, right? And it was also financially a big reset. And uh, people expect it to happen immediately, but um, we will feel uh, the outcome, the effect of that a um, couple of years later. So I actually believe something's going on for sure. Uh, we can't like... They, what they did for the last 50 years was just printing uh, money out of thin air. And so at some point you will own nothing and be happy, right? That That's the goal until 2030, probably in the 30s. We're going to see how that's going to end. But uh, we hear a lot about um, 
like riots will happen here and there and then a huge restructuring so for now it sounds like conspiracy theory but um we should pay attention to that but I've, i've seen that early on in the comments someone said just you know it's all noise don't focus on that yeah absolutely like we should be aware of that that something like that might happen so we we don't panic or like are being shocked but what we should work on is uh the world will still continue to <laughs> to spin around right so we just need to uh focus on how we can benefit from that how we can make sure we are not the victims in this case and the best uh, is when we know there is a shift happening massive restructuring and money flows into new infrastructure that we can at least with the few dollars we have invest in that infrastructure and benefit and and you know protect us from the the worst and so that is the best way and that only works through um research to reading a lot and i see waters above is here much love brother um and through good morning crypto and waters above um content for example the like the good quality content out there is a great research source but it's not enough reading books and like uh, pretty much understanding understanding the infrastructure where the smart money is investing where governments are investing is also key understand it don't just you know blindly invest in that understand why is it happening and then i believe you know we can protect our families protect ourselves um the best way possible hey and we got waters above joining us in the live chat shout out to waters above and the entire wolf pack sending you guys love and high vibrations on this tuesday and we're going to end this show with some positive news for our xrp holders out there as montenegro central bank has partnered with ripple to create a central bank digital currency now why is this so important because Montenegro is actually working to become part of the European Union. Johnny Crypto, just give me one second here. I'm going to kick it right to you. Here's the update I wanted to show our listeners. So the Central Bank of Montenegro does not participate in the European system of central banks or in the ECB meetings. However, it does track ECB policy. One of the main proclaimed goals of the Central Bank of Montenegro is an ascension of the country into the Eurozone. And I think one of the ways that they could be adopted by other European nations is if they get ahead of the technology curve. And one of the ways they can do that, Johnny Crypto, is by taking advantage of Ripple's central bank digital currency protocols. And I think that's exactly why they're willing to work with Ripple to create a central bank digital currency. Now, before I kick it to you, I wanted to throw one more detail in there. Ripple and Brad Garlinghouse are one of the only crypto companies to be partnered with and officially working with the World Economic Forum. So I don't think it's a coincidence that governments are willing to work with them. I think that partnership does play a huge role. But Johnny Crypto, how do you feel about this update? Ripple CBDC coming in Montenegro. Well, first of all, let me just give a shout out to our man, as you did. Ow! to the wolf pack who's out there in our audience. We love Waters Above Crypto. Appreciate you. Love you, brother. And, uh... You know, I mean, this is what happens when you plant the seeds. When you plant seeds, later plants grow, right? And that's what you're seeing happening, I think, here in the zero zone and in all of Europe and most of the globe other than the U.S. is Ripple has been planting their seeds and you're starting to see some adoption, some people grabbing onto their their technology and testing it and trying it out. And, and that's, that's, that's the way technology works that's how you get it out there and you see it to make things happen and so you know you want to continue to see these partnerships there was a big partnership that you announced yesterday with uh i think it was d money uh partnered one of ripple's partners just partnered with uh thailand you know or in thailand with visa so that's a big there it is right there right again it just is like fascinating this is great 
great news and the kind of things you want to see our man, Brad Garlinghouse and his team doing is building up, building a, a, a sustainable company. You need Ripple to survive. And that's going to be great news for obviously XRP because it get, can get leveraged in some of Ripple's products. So good news here. I want to continue to see this kind of uh, this adoption around the world. I was very excited for this. Selman, I want to close it out with something that's not XRP related, actually, because we've got a brilliant introduction on NFTs from Chainlink. As Chainlink introduces dynamic NFTs to their blockchain, allowing NFTs to slowly change over time. And because we're short on time, I'd love to just run through an example of how this works. So there's endless possibilities when it comes to NFT and smart contract adoption. But one of the NFT adoptions that we're seeing is LaMelo Ball has just minted an NFT on Chainlink's network. Ball's NFTs are redefining player-fan relationships by leveraging Chainlink's sports data feeds. Ball currently has eight NFTs, which represent a collection of his playing statistics, such as points scored, assists, and rebounds. One of them, known as the Gold Evolve NFT, changed after Ball won the Rookie of the Year award in 2021. There's also a consistent update of Ball's stats on these NFTs. And one of the reasons I think it's so important is once Chainlink starts allowing NFTs to change over time, we are going to see every blockchain on the cha- on the planet adopt these new protocols, Selman. So I'm just going to give you the open floor. We got about two minutes here. How do you feel about Chainlink's evolution into NFTs? They're claiming this is like a photo turning into a video. So this is this is fantastic. Like, imagine you, you tokenize your home, right? Your home, and um, you sell it to someone else five years later. On um, and then. That person lives in in that house for 10 years and then sells it. And the best part is all the transactions are recorded. So you can literally see that it was sold previously for 200,000, then for 500,000. And, and, you know, uh, with cars, the same. Whenever um, there was like a, let's say you had a car crash and you repaired your car and you can't manipulate anymore. Like you can't say, oh, no, it's a brand new car. And then later it turns out it wasn't. Right. As directly, the new buyer can see on the NFT whenever the Tesla or whatever car was um, repaired, it's written on, on like on the blockchain and like on the NFT. You can see that. And this is this is the technology that people want. We want more transparency, Clary. And that's the experience that Chainlink and many other blockchains are pretty much promising. And uh, the NFT space is going to be. Like this is great value for the uh, NFT space, and I believe you know the consp- consumer experience is gonna like uh, be insane um, over the next few years, and that will force people, whether you like it or not, like the, the bad actors here, uh, whether you like it or not, you will be forced to be transparent and to be a good guy. So this is why I love um, the the transparency that the blockchain gives, and. Um, what you can do with uh, tokenization. And I, I'm pretty sure VeChain is, you know, pre- VeChain's technology is also kind of like that. Uh, but then you see VeChain's NFTs in the future will also uh, promise the same thing and uh, deliver. So I'm pretty cool, pretty optimistic the next few years, we're going to see great updates here. Johnny Crypto, and check this out as well. Chainlink website indicates that over 2,000 integrations and almost 1,700 projects are currently operating in the ecosystem. And I want to remind our listeners that there has been some rumors of Chainlink working with Swift. But really quickly, 30 seconds here, Johnny. Big update everyone's talking about this week as the dollars to crypto ratio has now been added to the U.S. debt clock. We know JV referenced it yesterday, but I wanted to get some of your thoughts. Is this important? What's it mean to you, Johnny? Open floor. Yeah, I mean, listen, when he added to it, obviously – Somebody's paying attention and almost kind of gives us some validation 
that it's real and it's here to stay. And the question is what definition or version of crypto is what we don't know yet. <clears throat> but it's certainly an encouraging sign that it is now probably a new asset class. And I think it was, well, it might have been that Rasnick Weasel, Kevin O'Leary. I don't remember. I forgot which one you said it was. That, but one of them said it was going to be the 12th. <clears throat> excuse me. Get a sip of water. 12th segment. What would you say it was going to be the 12th? Um, the 12th sector of the economy. They're going to mm -hmm. tokenize everything, and that's going to become the 12th sector. There you go, buddy. And there's your first start sign right there. We're just seeing the signs everywhere, but we're so damn early, you know, as we talk about the ads, you. and we know because we're early, it feels like we're late. But the reality is, um, you know, we're just we're just that early. And so it's thank early. you, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to close this show out by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny and thank you to Selman G as well as everyone joining us in the live chat. We got 260 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Tomorrow we have Darcy Donovan, a very, very famous person coming on the show. So I'm really excited, Johnny Crypto. Like we always say, Warriors, ah, it's just going to be.